0: hello hello and welcome to today's podcast it is thursday september 21st 2021 and uh, glad glad to have you on today so i thought i would be going live today because we did reach the threshold but apparently something else it said you could have to wait up 24 hours before it would the that option would would be um available so maybe that's what's Happened here because obviously I could not go live it still didn't give me the option it wouldn't uh, said you have not met the specifications whatever so but I know I'm at the subscriptions um so maybe it's just a waiting period now for 24 hours for it to kick in so hopefully by next week um, we'll be able to go live um I'll know over the weekend so I'll push something out let you guys know um if we do go live it'll be it'll be around 7 45. I should say it's around 6.45 or so when I'll go live, 6.45, 7 o'clock every day um, in the morning. And uh, that's usually what, that's about the time I uh, I record the podcast. So seven, six, 6.45, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Um, but anyway, um, bummer that it couldn't go live, but um, hopefully it'll be available next week. Uh, today we are in First Thessalonians chapter four as we uh, continue our journey through the New Testament, and um, one more chap. I think, let's see, five. Yeah, one more chapter of Thessalonians after this. So I'll push that out tomorrow on the podcast. So uh, that should be available um, as well. But Let's dive in, you guys. Thanks so much for being a part. Thanks for uh, jumping in. Thanks for sharing and liking and subscribing to the podcast. Thanks for making this a part of your daily uh, time with God. I really appreciate that. It's awesome that we can connect this way and learn and grow uh, in the Lord together. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. As for other matter, matters, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how. Uh, we instructed you how to live in order to please God. As in fact you are now living. Okay, so commendation there for the Thessalonians that they're living in a way, uh, in an order to please God, which mm, that's really good. How to that that would be the um desire of our lives to order our lives in a way uh, in a way that pleases God to live in order to please God hmm is there a part of our your life that is out of whack that is't pleasing to God is there a part of uh, your attitude or um, conduct that uh, is out of whack? Um, and maybe today's a reminder to, to uh, work on aligning that with the will of God today. Uh, and maybe it's more than just a daily uh, work. It's a work that's going to take some time. But begin that work of aligning um, your life with uh, what's pleasing to God. And I think, that's, uh, I think we all have that. Uh, we all have that. But, but Here's the thing. We all have that, but that isn't an excuse not to deal with our stuff. <laughs> Have you ever noticed with that that sometimes people are like, well, we all got problems, I, I, right? And we all should be working on them. Uh, we should work, be seeking to improve, seeking to get better, um, seeking to surrender more, because that's the significant difference between the Christian life and just trying to and just self improvement. Uh, the The message of the gospel is that improvement happens, um, growth really happens through surrender, through letting go. By letting more of God take control of our lives uh, it's not by trying to strive and fight in, in, you know but to uh, to surrender more to the will of God in every area of our lives um, so you know just we all have, we all know pretty readily what that area is or that thing is that we really need to work on it could be a relationship it could be our anger it could be jealousy it could be our financial uh self discipline it could be uh, could be uh working too much being a workaholic it could be laziness it could be um it could be a, a sexual sin it could be a uh, lack of uh, spiritual devotion or, or time in prayer, lack of reading God's word. There's a lot to I me. Mean, we all know. Like if we, we just said, hey, what's that thing you need to be working on? We all know. We all we all know what that thing is. Uh, and so the challenge here right from the beginning of uh, just a reminder is uh, to order our lives in a way that pleases God. Paul uh, commends the Thessalonians because he says you're, you're doing that. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. Just keep doing this. Keep ordering, uh, living uh, in in order to please God. Mm-hmm. You know, and even that, like we have to think: Am I living right now in order to please God, or am I living in order to please someone else? Um, am I o- living in order to? You know, make my parents pleased? Am I living in order to please the people that are around me who, you know, expect me to do certain things? Am I people pleasing, basically? Am I, uh, now we obviously, all of us uh, have people who have expectations of us. And some of those expectations are realistic. I mean, every relationship is a sort of contract and agreement <laughs> that, hey, I get something from it. You get something from it. We, you know, we're in there. We have a commitment to each other at some level. Um, even parent, child, every relationship is a sort of contractual unspoken agreement. That's why you're in a relationship. Um, and so it's not, you know, sometimes we talk not uh, oh, I don't want, I don't care what people expect of me. Well, you kind of do have to care if you want to have healthy, uh, Mutual beneficial relationships you have to care <laughs> how how you're affecting other people and uh, and people have a right at, at different levels to have expectations of you and you and you have a right to have ex- expectations of others. Um, it's called maturity it's called healthy relationships um, but the primary I think the reminder here from the Word of God is that the primary expectation that should govern all of it is um, that we work, that we uh, live to please God? That He ultimately is the one we're, we're wanting to please. For you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. All right, early morning just dropped a big old church word right there it's god's will like what is god's will he's his will is for you to be sanctified what does that mean to be more holy to be more like jesus to uh he's basically restating this desire up here we ask that we urge in the lord jesus that you do this more and more what do what more and more that you please god more and more and so that's what god's will is that you should be sanctified what's got what's being sanctified that you would be doing uh, that you would order your lives in a way that would please god and do it more and more To become more like Jesus is the way we say it often. To be sanctified or to be, uh, yeah, to be sanctified is to become more and more like Jesus, to surrender more and more. It's um, what would Jesus look like if he were you? Sometimes we say, I want to look like Jesus, but being basically, it basically means that other way too. Like if Jesus was in your life, like literally, like Jesus was in your life. He looked like you. He had your life experience, and he lived out his life through you. What would that look like? That's becoming more like Jesus in your family, in your. If he worked, he did your job. If he uh, went to your meetings, like if Jesus literally like came into your body and took on your uh, appearance and personality and uh, perspective and um, and history all of those things, and lived out your life, um, what would that look like? And that's what we should try to emulate. It's God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. So that's this idea, like your your life should be different, particularly as it relates to um, sexuality. Humans, uh, one of the defining characteristics of the church in the early the early church was there was the teaching on human sexuality that stood out among the from the culture, and care of the poor and the outsider. That was a defining characteristic of the church. Their uh, their stance on on human sexuality that stood out. It stood out. It, it contrasted greatly with the culture that was incredibly um, perverse and hedonistic. And the church cared for the poor. They cared for the sick. They cared for the outcast. They cared for those that were uh, disposed of, quote unquote, by the culture. And so Paul says, you know, uh, avoid sexual immorality. Each of you should learn to control your own bodies in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans. Jesus accepts us where we are, but he. Ex- but when Jesus comes into us, His Spirit takes residence in our lives. It should change the way we live, our our attitude, our perspective, um, and literally our uh, the, the the way we uh, deal with. Uh, sexuality and um, relationships should be different than the world then as Paul said the pagans and it's a shame that in so many places the the church has uh the quote unquote church you could argue whether it's the, the true church or not but uh the quote church has uh begin has uh, just chosen to blend in with the world to adopt every type of um, sexual uh, relationship as um, as God honoring and it's not it's just not um, um, God's you know pretty clear that the uh, that sexual relationship should be between a man and a woman within the confines of marriage a committed, marital relationship and a marriage um and this is among Christians like this isn't expecting unchristian people to act like Christians but when you become a Christian when you commit to Jesus when you call yourself a faithful follower of Jesus when you call yourself um a child of God a child of Jesus a a son and daughter of God a a a, a part of the family of God part of the church then it changes what the expectation is So Paul says, live in a way that's holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans, who do not know God. The pagans do what they do because what? They don't know God, but you do know God. So when you know God, things change. When you know God, when you know God's expectation, when you know God's proper order of things, when you know God's that God knows best and God has in, uh, intention for the greatest good for us, and what we do reflects upon not only ourselves but upon others. And even when we don't um, understand it all, we trust that God knows best because God created all. When you become a Christian, when you come to know God, you learn those things. When you don't know God, you don't know those things. And that in this matter, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins. As we told you and warned you before, for God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. He wants us to live a holy life. He wants us to, uh, to love God more and love others more, to surrender more. Now, to, now sorry, sometimes our concepts of holiness are kind of weird. We think uh, to become holy is going to become you know uh, more strict, more religious more um judgmental uh no that couldn't be the farthest from what true holiness is holiness is surrender so you become more surrendered to the will of God you so you're gonna you're gonna have you're gonna walk in in and through this life with more peace you're gonna walk in and through this life with more compassion and grace and understanding and perspective we're gonna be less governed by um Hysteria, and more rooted in reality in who Jesus is and who God is, and and what is true. We're going to be governed more by the Word of God, not by uh, popular opinion. Um, we're going to ha- be joyful, even more joyful. The more holiness is joy. <laughs> Sometimes you think holiness is like uh, oh, it, it, it is the killer of joy. <laughs> no, holiness is joy. Holiness is self-control. Holiness is um, moderation. Holiness is um, perspective. Holiness is humility. Um, holiness is kindness and goodness. And uh, and patience and faithfulness and perseverance, all those those things are what make holiness. And we want we need to become more like that. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God, the very God who gives you His Holy Spirit. So Paul's saying this isn't just my opinion. This is what God wants us to do. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. So he's commending them again. You guys, when it comes to loving each other, you guys are doing an awesome job. You take care of each other. You look out for each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. Keep going. Keep it up, you know, love each other more, Love. Uh, look, look out for brothers and sisters uh, beyond your immediate community. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. Hmm. That's that's interesting, right? To lead a quiet life, was like a peaceful life. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands just as we told you so that your daily uh, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody hmm. so paul again paul all of this uh this living a quiet life and working with your hands is so that you will gain the respect of outsiders you'll regain respect of those outside the family of god so you know don't be the person who's always caught creating drama don't be the person who's always creating fights and always uh, causing issues. Make it your ambition to live a quiet life. How many of you know? Some of, some of you know some people like, oh, Lord, they need that. Dinner. They need to embrace that that mandate to live a quiet life because they're all about the drama. So don't make it your ambition to prove a point or to prove you're right or to win the argument. Make it your ambition to live a quiet life. Work with your hands. Do a good job. Um, and So that through that consistency and that witness, um, you'll win the respect of outsiders. And you'll be self-sufficient. You you won't be dependent on anybody. Um, In a healthy way, right? Not not in sort of a, you know, I don't need anybody kind of way. Not in a like, uh, you know, loner way. Uh, kind of way, but in a you know a mature way, you can you you grow up into maturity, and you're not codependent on anyone. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. So here's the question of what about those who've died, Who's, who've who've uh, who've who died? You know what about those who died in the Lord, like they were. Followers of Jesus, where are they right now? For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who've fallen, who've fallen asleep in Him. So, when Jesus retur- returns, He's going to bring with Him those who've already died in the Lord, those who are those Christians who've died before Jesus. Retur- they're going to return with Him, according to the Lord's word we tell you that we who are still alive who are left until the coming of the lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep so we're not going to precede them into the presence of the lord they're going to come with the lord for the lord himself he's talking about the end, end times now the the uh the parousia the uh the, the you know the second coming of jesus um for the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Those who are dead, they're going to rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so, We will be with the Lord forever. Amen. Watch this. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Wow, The second coming of Jesus, that Jesus is going to come back, and he's going to unite the the dead in Christ and the alive in Christ, all the family of God. He's going to reunite it with a loud, with with a trumpet call at the final command of God. We're going to all rise and be with the Lord and forever be with him. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. So often these words are used to frighten people and to discourage people and to, and to, and to divide people about how this is going to happen and exactly how the end time is going to happen, exactly what, how, what's the order of events for Jesus' coming. And there's value in studying that. I don't mean to suggest that, but there's no need to cause division over it. We should be using these things to encourage each other. Jesus is coming back. He's going to return. And when he comes, he's going to unite us all forever. We're going to forever be with him. So these these temporary trials and sufferings and obstacles, they're only temporary, man. One day the Lord is going to come with a mighty shout. The dead in Christ, all those faithful children of God throughout the centuries. We're going to rise and meet the Lord in the air, and so are we. And we're going to forever be with Him. And it's going to be glorious. Glorious for all eternity. (laughs) Man, may that encourage your heart today. All right, you guys, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your Holy Word. Thank you for my brothers and sisters. God, we each pray today that we would live in, a, in order to please you. And so God, help us to do that better and more and more. Uh, help us to love one another more and more. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters today, whatever s- situations, circumstances that they face today where they need a special measure of your grace and peace, I pray that you would grant it in abundance. Lord, you are so good to us, and we thank you for that. May you bless each and every one today as we walk in step with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Well, God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much for being on today. We'll be on 1 Corinthians chapter 5 tomorrow. Check the podcast for that. Uh, we'll be back at it on Monday. Let's see what we're doing on Monday. We're going over to probably 2 Thessalonians. Yep, we're going to do. We'll roll right into 2 Thessalonians next week and uh, continue our reading through the New Testament. Have a fantastic weekend. Love you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for subscribing to the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com backslash Terry Roland one Uh That's the last name one, uh, the number one. And that's the channel. So thanks for subscribing. Hopefully on Monday we can do live. You guys have a great day. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show.